This podcast is a Happening in the Hills production. Hello, and thanks for joining us on What's Happening, where we connect you to the best of Litchfield County, Connecticut, and Northern Dutchess County, New York. I'm your host, Mary Beth Lawler. On this podcast, we'll share interviews with dynamic people in the community, what's exciting on the food scene, as well as our favorite things to do in the area. For this episode, we're thrilled to chat with Stephanie Ingracia, the owner of Spring Hill Vineyards, which also hosts the annual Spring Hill Arts Gathering, aka SHAG, in Washington, Connecticut. Dana Gluck, the executive director of SHAG, joins us along with Stephanie to give us the scoop about what these four days of live music, art, and community have in store. Mark your calendars for Thursday, June 22nd to Sunday, June 25th. Stephanie and Dana, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Mary Beth. Stephanie, you and your husband, Tim, founded Spring Hill Vineyards in 2006 on an old farm in Washington and eventually expanded it to create a separate tasting location on an unused part of the property. This area has now become home to the annual shag event. It's so unique and immersive. Can you describe it for our listeners? Yeah. So Tim and I naively thought that it would be cool to grow grapes and make wine uh, when we bought the farm in 2006. Um, it, you know, it's, we didn't appreciate how much work was involved and frankly, how much luck is involved. Um, you know, we, we started creating wines, um, and we thought it would be cool to have a space where the community could come and, you know, try the wine, experience the land that we love, um, and that makes it so unique. Sure. So you started the winery and you created this space for people to come visit. Then what inspired you to switch over or, or to start to expand into this um, arts venue? I mean, well, our site is really inspired by the melding of art and nature. Um, and, and we have this unique property that is not only accessible to a farm that's been working for over a hundred years, but also to public access for the community. Um, Mark Menon is a dear friend and a fantastic artist who's in our community. Um, and he really acted on Tim's, uh, desires to have a natural amphitheater um, on this site. Yeah. And, and the outdoor amphitheater, you're using the local stones, right? For that. You know, so that's kind of how we started uh, building on this, um, you know, art installations that became accessible to people. And, and I recall you started with a tent, um, and now you have this incredible multi-use barn, kitchen facility, right? It just seems like every year, every year things keep getting yeah, better. Every year it's a little, little, little bigger. Another good friend, Randy Palombo, who created this incredible grotto experience, um, which is almost too crazy to describe. It's, you just have to experience it. it. Is. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's uh, a psychedelic, um, reflective materials all the way up to the top of a 60-foot silo. So it's three stories high. Um, you climb this um, you know, metal staircase um, 
and get to the top where it's this uh, psychedelic, um, you know, blown glass. It's the materials reflective. That's yeah. all glass. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And you also have this cool view overlooking the whole field when everyone's out there wandering around. Yeah. No, that was, it is hard to describe. That was Randy's idea to punch in these, these airplane windows. Um, you know, Randy is this incredible artist who, and really is the inspiration for, for me, for the whole site. He is all about using and repurposing objects that have had past lives, you know, a plane crashes and people will call Randy Palombo and say, you know, we've got the nose of this plane. Do you want it? And he takes it. So he, he has, uh, just a vast, um, vocabulary, I guess I would say. Amazing. Dana, I'd love to hear from you. Can you give us a taste of what it is? So every year we're refining how we talk about shag. Shag is live music, art exhibitions, dance programs, community programs. We needed an approach that had enough range to attract the full range of audiences that exist within the community. Um, so for us, that's meant bringing as much live music to the festival as possible, believing that live music is really uh, the great unifier of audiences. Um, so while um, the art crowd might be coming to uh, for the art, they're definitely staying for the live music. And um, the audience that's coming for the live music, we feel that they're lucky enough to engage with a really interesting and rigorous contemporary art program. Yeah, and it really is a special special event. I think, um, you know, year over year, we're able to get such wonderful uh, musicians coming through. Um, Orville Peck, who's headlining opening night, he's playing MSG uh, two nights uh, the same week as Shag. Um, Jake Wesley Rogers, who's headlining our Pride Party, Shag with Pride in the Hills. He's, he's headlining New York City Pride that same weekend. Um, so, uh, I think that makes us feel very proud that we're able to offer something that, um, you know, such iconic and important artists in America want to participate in. Yeah, it's quite impressive. Okay. Stephanie and Dana, give us a taste of this year's shag. What are you excited about? Well, I'm excited um, that we are bringing back the town party because um, we never want a ticket price to deter anyone from coming. Um, so all of Sunday's programming is free and open to the public. Um, I'm also excited that we've added two artists to the permanent collection uh, because this has been an important focus for me. Um, and this year we, we added Hank Willis Thomas, who's a fantastic um, artist who uh, the, the work that we added is called a talk bubble sculpture. Um, and it's exactly as it sounds. It's a, a sculpture that you sit in that's in the shape of a talk bubble. Um, and this work is about people interacting with it, sitting on it, taking images of it. He's, he's really about engaging with art. Um, and then the other piece is by JR, who is a French artist whose work is also about identity and interaction. Um, and he really uses the world as his canvas. Um, he's, he's a 
just a fantastic artist and human being. And I'm really proud uh, to have uh, his work, which is um, an image of a very large hand, um, which will be installed in the barn. And again, you know, in our world of, of selfie moments, um, both of these pieces are going to be crowd pleasers. Awesome. I'm so excited to see them. Yeah. What about you, Dana? Uh, what I'm looking forward to is I, I think we do a really, really good job of providing um, entertainment for everybody. An artist we worked with once described Shag as really cool and really wholesome. And I mm. love that these two things can coexist together. And I think that um, we provide, you know, a wonderful program um, for families, for adults. And if you come to Shag, you're going to experience incredible live music. You're going to experience uh, emerging contemporary artists. And you're going to see world-class dance. We have the Verdon Fosse Legacy performing at our uh, Shag with Pride event. Uh, they just had a Broadway show this spring called Dancing uh, with the choreography of uh, Verdon Fosse. Uh, we're so excited to bring programs like this to Shag. Amazing. Um, will you have outdoor fire pits like you have in the past this year? For people to gather. Yeah. That's also a wonderful part of the event. Yeah. So what about food at the festival? Um, for the third year in a row, we have an amazing chef in residence, Norberto Piatoni, uh, who does his pop-up, the Modestos, which I think has uh, become famous in our community. Uh, he cooks the most amazing food over open fire. And we're so excited that he's coming back. We have our neighbor and beloved local star chef Joel Veland doing his Neapolitan pizza truck on Thursday and Friday during Shag. And we have an amazing beverage program that's supported by our friends at Zaki's with some of our favorite wines. We're making a sangria from Spring Hill Wines this year that we're calling Shagria that we're very excited to debut. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Okay, great. Stephanie and Dana, for those listeners just learning about Shag, what sets it apart from other art or music festivals in the area? I think it's um, our contemporary art focus. Um, but we found that by partnering with people who focus in specific areas, uh, we're able to really turn a contemporary art program into a learning experience for people. Um, the Art for Justice um, and the Art Collective, the Native Art Collective, um, are just incredible examples of what it looks like to take a deep dive um, in a contemporary program. And we're, we're really proud of both of those. Yeah, let's dive into that a little bit. So um, I've seen both exhibits and definitely was moved by both. So Systemic Impact and Indigenova, which showcase the work of formerly incarcerated artists, as well as the art of indigenous peoples. Can you share with listeners the effect those exhibitions have had since then? Sure. So all of the artists in Systemic Impact have had a connection to art for justice, which is the most amazing philanthropic effort 
uh, by Agnes Gund. Um, I mean, those those projects not only tell the story, um, but they also really show you how art can improve systems and lives. Um, and since that show, Nicole Fleetwood, who was one of the curators of the show, won a MacArthur Genius Award. Um, her co-creator, uh, Jesse Crimes, uh, was the focus of a documentary film about his life, which is incredible. Um, and he also just was awarded a $3 million grant from Aggie Gunn's fund to, to really uh, build on his um, idea of helping artists who are newly released really land with not only space to work, but um, skills to help them just re-enter the world. Um, I'm really proud of what um, he's doing. He's just an amazing guy. Incredible. Um, and then Mary Baxter, who was one of the artists in our show and actually premiered a video, um, is now showing at the Brooklyn Museum um, of her work and her life story, wow. which is incredible. There was an artist called Mark Lofney, uh, who was actually during the show incarcerated. Um, his artworks were delivered by his mother from Pennsylvania uh, for the exhibition. And I think she made two trips because we sold so many of his works. Um, you know, that's, that's real impact on, on him and his life. Uh, so, you know, we're very uh, proud of the fact that we were able to um, make a difference there. Absolutely. So I can't imagine how much work it goes in, goes into this how do you keep up your momentum? How do you keep interested in continuing this incredible endeavor? I think because we know how great it is for the community. We, we know that the pain of <laughs> making it happen actually does pay off. Uh, when we see our friends and neighbors together, uh, you know, enjoying the music, uh, listening to courageous conversations about things that they may not see in their community. So I think that's, that's the payoff. Yeah. That's Yeah. And that is incredible. Dana, how about you? For us, accessibility is the most important thing, like Stephanie already said. And the only reason for us to do SHAG is to make sure that as many people as possible can experience it without the ticket price being a barrier to entry. So we're committed to low-cost tickets. We're committed as much as possible to free programs. And I think to take that one step further for future seasons, we're also committed to figuring out how we can get more people from outside the community to be with us at SHAG. And um, beyond that, as Stephanie has always said, uh, we just want artists in this community and in this space. The nature is just too spectacular not to share with artists and as many people as possible. So um, the hope and prayer that we can be a catalyst for that and, and keep bringing artists into this landscape definitely keeps us going as well. Wow. Um, yeah, it really is a wonderful project that you create for our community and, and 
those of us who know it um, are extremely grateful for all the hard work that you guys put into it. Thank you. Thank you. So we would love to hear some of your favorite things about the community. I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions and you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. What's your favorite hike, Stephanie? Uh, Macrocostas, Steep Rock. Yep. Over in Washington. What about you, Dana? Anything Steep Rock. Steep Rock. There's so many great hikes there. Favorite place for coffee? Stephanie makes my favorite cappuccino in the Shag Barn. Um, <laughs> and and um, going into um, the Smithy at Nine Main in New Preston is always, it always feels so special. Okay. And that's in, yeah, in New Preston. What about you, Stephanie? Coffee? Nine Main. It's, it's, Nine it's Main. an old, old favorite. That's right. Favorite place for a scoop? Popies. Arethusa. That's in Morris. And that is terrific. Um, and Arethusa over in, in Bantam, which is definitely a um, local's favorite. Um, favorite local business? Pergola. I love David and ah. Peter and what they're doing. Pergola is a um, plant and home furnishing store. Uh, they have a sort of an extensive Japanese uh, aesthetic that is just so special and um, really beautiful. Yes. And they're in New Preston. Yeah. Very beautifully curated. Dana, what's your favorite local business? Um, my favorite local businesses, um, Jay Sites in New Preston. We love uh, Bill and Joanna, uh, amazing furniture, the best flannels I've ever seen anywhere. Um, I love Milton Market in Litchfield, uh, which is kind of hiding in a very quaint alleyway behind the town green. Really, really special for home furnishings. And New Morning Market in Woodbury is just the best grocery store I've ever been in in my entire life. Uh, yeah, it is very good. We don't have an Erewhon here, but New Morning Market is our <laughs> Close. Yeah, Not as expensive. <laughs> so my wrap up question, do you have any upcoming events or projects you'd like to share with the audience? Well, I would like to let your audience know that um, this site is open not only for the festival four days, but every weekend uh, Saturdays and Sundays for wine tasting. Um, so even if you miss the shag festival, um, you can come and see Randy's grotto silo, um, and experience the amphitheater and everything else we've already talked about. Okay. That's terrific. If you have friends up for the weekend, just go over there and hang out for a few hours, enjoy the wine and the beautiful space. Yep. How can people find you online? You can find us at Spring Hill Arts Gathering on Instagram or www.springhillartsgathering.com. Terrific. Thank you. Dana and Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Mary Beth. Thanks for having us. We know there's a lot to do in Litchfield and Northern Dutchess counties. So what's happening is here to help. In each episode, we'll round up some of our favorite things to do. This weekend is the 24th annual Mashomic International Polo Challenge in Millbrook, New York. Today, we have a guest, Bruce Colley, founder of the Mashomic Polo Club, to give us a little bit of intel about this not-to-be-missed fashionable event. Hey, Bruce, can you tell us about the big event this weekend? 
Well, thank you, Mary Beth, for having me. Uh, we've got a big event this year. This is our 24th annual Michelle McPolo Challenge. And each year we uh, challenge a, a team from another country. And uh, this year it happens to be Mexico. And we've got uh, the Correa's Polo Club. We've got a total of four other teams that are challenging. And uh, they will play against each other to find out which two teams will play in the match on Saturday. Okay, great. So, Bruce, where and when is the event? Uh, this Saturday, the 17th of June. The gates open at 12 noon. There'll be a champagne reception. At one o'clock, we have the parade of the players and the teams, which will be led by the New York State Police, Troop K. Should be great fun. And then we have the games start at 1.15. About how many people do you think you'll get this year? Uh, this year, we expect about 500 guests under the tent, uh, which has been sold out now for two or three days. And then on the other side, we have the tailgaters. And I believe that's that's pretty jammed up as well. So any last minute ticket sales will will have to be done online and as quickly as possible. Uh, go to MichelleMcPoloClub.com. It sounds like it's going to be a fantastic day. If people want to learn more about polo, how do they do that? Well, I, again, I would go on the our website and uh, you can sign up for lessons. We have an Argentine polo coach. His name is Julio Ascara. And uh, we have, a, I guess, about 200 horses at the club. So there's no shortage of horses. If anybody would like to come on out, you don't need to be a ride, an experienced rider. And we're happy to give lessons and try to encourage people to play polo. Terrific sport. Uh, great fun for an entire family. Father, son, I've been playing with my son now for, he's 24 years old. I think I've been playing with him for the last almost 20 years. We're still having a lot of fun together. Wow. Bruce, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us. Thank you. For more great things to do in Duchess on Saturday, June 17th, celebrate pride at the Chase Home Farms Dairy Drag from 6 to 10 p.m. Start with a picnic and end with amazing performances in the dairy barn, plus a special guest. All ages welcome. On Saturday, June 24th and Sunday, June 25th, enjoy shopping over 200 vendors at the Rhinebeck Crafts Festival at the Dutchess County Fairgrounds. You'll find unique fashion, jewelry, ceramics, woodwork, and much more. The festival runs from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturday and 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Sunday. You'll find more great things to do in Northern Dutchess County at millbrookmagazine.com slash events. Over in Litchfield County, put on your dancing shoes for the Palabolus Ball, a ball celebrating and supporting the Palabolus Dance Company on Saturday, June 17th in Washington, Connecticut. Doors open at 6 p.m. The evening includes cocktails and culinary stations, a special performance, and a silent disco. For theater fans, the Sharon Playhouse Theater's summer season kicks off on Friday, June 23rd with a hilarious Something Rotten. Catch other beloved shows like Oliver and Our Town through September 24th. For more great things to do in Litchfield County, head over to litchfieldmagazine.com events. Thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to bring you more exciting places and faces of Litchfield and Northern Dutchess counties. Do you have feedback? topics you'd like covered, or a lead on a great interview? We want to hear from you. DM us on Instagram at what's happening underscore podcast and find us at what's happening with marybeth.com. I'd like to thank our producer and editor, Laura Hartle and production assistant, Zandria Oliver. This is what's happening with me, Marybeth Lawler. See you next time.